0: Happy New Year from Dating Funnies. How is everyone? We're ready for the new year? Tell me, did you go out and party like a rock star at New Year's Eve? I know I did. Yep, till about eight o'clock. And then I was done. But it just goes with uh, age, I guess. For me, I just kind of stayed home, watched a movie or two. Can't even really remember. Started to watch the Get Back series with the Beatles. Thought that'd be something interesting to watch. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Had some wine. Had a bite to eat. Went to bed by eight 8.30 at night. Tell me, how was your New Year's Eve? Did you go out and have fun? Did you meet someone? Did you just stay in? Have some fun? Anyway, I thought I would just kind of talk about a few emails I got this last week. Also... You know, this one lady I met a few weeks ago I'm waiting to hear back from her I sent her a ha- Merry Christmas and then I thought uh, I'm not going to send her a Happy New Year's I'll see if she sends me a Happy New Year's yeah no she didn't what do you do right and then this whole ex coming back and email communication going back and forth I thought I was kind of going well I was being nice I could have been a jerk because I know more than she realizes I know about her situation and I know that she's still healing from that whole drama and she doesn't know I know that I not only know it because I, she put it out there for everybody to see and I happen to catch it so the universe wanted me to see it. That's why I saw it. But the uh, she ended it with best wishes. So I just chose not to respond. Okay. So you're basically telling me, go fuck myself. It's all right. Fine. Best wishes. I am not responding to that email. I'm gone. I'm done. And you know, I deserve better than that. I need a better line of communication than that from people. But you know, I'm going to share with you a couple of emails that I got. Kind of found them somewhat interesting, to the extent that uh, this one reader here or listener here in the seattle area she actually works for a company called hobby lobby i'm sure you've heard of it the left seems to hate hobby lobby and you know it's just a business with different core values than people have either you uh, subscribe to it or you don't but nonetheless i think the behavior of this one client was out of line regardless whether you lean left or whether you lean right but she goes on to stay that she uh He's working with a present, and bright, a pleasant and bright young woman, who comes to, uh, comes to find out in the email that she's like 22 years old. Uh, a customer, he was older, maybe in his mid 60s. He was looking for a red rope light, which is a long, flexible plastic lighting tube used for decorations. They went to that section, and they couldn't find it. They were out of red. He explained that he must have red, that he needed it to surround his bed. I'm a die he says. The bed must be romantic to have great sex. Manager became visibly uncomfortable. This is this younger lady. But nonetheless, the writer was amused. He continued, the customer continued with his rant about sex in the red light and the young lady became visibly uncomfortable sex is very important he said you must have great sex orgasms you must have great orgasms while gesturing in an animated Italian kind of way so it must have been with his hands right this younger lady was kind of shook up and the reader says I told her I was, just, uh, I was once a go-go dancer years ago in Kentucky and was accustomed to such things and of course the younger lady replied well we all have a past The fact that that younger lady said, yeah, well, we all have a past, tells me that there's more to her story than she's letting anyone know. But nonetheless, to have a client be that rude and insensitive, I mean, in the dating world, if somebody was that rude to me and out of the gate saying things like that, I would say, next! Yeah, that's my four-letter word, next! It's time to move on. I'm I'm not putting up with this. Let's be you know let's be pleasant let's be kind to one another. don't be an asshole don't be rude this guy he was totally out of place but nonetheless it would have been fun to be the fly on the wall to watch that whole interaction don't you think and then the continuing continuing emails i get from my main lister i love reading them you know i, I pour myself a cup of hot coffee i sit down and, and read her emails because you know she likes to write. She likes to really, she gives them to me like four or five paragraphs long. It's a good read. So whenever I'm yearning to read a book, I just pull out her emails. <laughs> and I'm just kidding. I, fact, I love the fact that she and the other lady are emailing them. And they enjoy the show, uh, the, the podcast, and I hope you folks are too. I wish I had more to share with you on my dating platform. I really don't have any dates per se i had to chuckle the other night uh on new year's eve i did get a call from this lady that i had on my podcast many many months ago who's a sugar baby we've never entered entered into a sugar daddy sugar baby relationship i refused to to pay and to me it's like she could be well on her way if she would just stick to her business model and make money that way as opposed to being dependent upon some man to to give her extra money and she's a full-time nanny she's 29 years old but you know she's gonna wake up one day and she's gonna be 40 and wondering where the sugar daddy went where the money went she's gonna be flat broke and that's that's a shame I keep trying to share with her that she needs to rethink this a little bit but she called me on New Year's Eve had a question about a business thing that she's involved with. So, you know, I'm sitting here relaxing, right before I went to bed, and she was telling me how she wasn't sure she's was gonna stay home or she's gonna go out, or this one guy this kind of a sugar daddy was willing to have her come over and they can have some play time, as she called it. He was gonna pay her $400. And then if they played twice, she'd get another $400 because he just paid her last week $791 wonder how they came up with that number, $791. $390 each time they touched each other, I guess. So I kind of laughed. I said, well, good for him. Said, I'm not paying for sex. I said, so are you going over there tonight? She goes, no, and I said, why not? She goes, well, the sex isn't that great. What, you're telling me it's not worth $400? You don't think his sex is worth $400? She goes, no. I said, well, because you're not attracted to him. He goes, yeah, he just is, isn't very good at sex oh really like what do you expect them to do what do you want to do i don't know just it's just no fun i said well that's interesting but yeah you'll probably end up going over there anyway because you want the 400 bucks and there's nothing wrong with it but you know that's what you signed up for So we laughed and chuckled and then of course she asked me about my my love life told her "Eh, pretty pretty non-existent but i was okay with it and she was shocked surprised that there aren't people knocking down my door to want to hang out with me and date me because she says again she's just another person who's come out and said well you're a catch emotionally physically mentally and financially yeah 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 whatever and you know what i think i actually think i'm pretty good in the bedroom i'm very attentive i love all aspects of a woman's body and i want a woman to love every aspect of my body and i don't want to have to teach her how to do things especially at my age she should already know right anyway on to my main lady so she's talked a little bit about you know my podcast last week about the blast from the past and it's interesting because some people from my past show up uh many, 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 many years ago, I was seeing a younger woman. I was 42 and she was like 24. And we kind of had a fling and I thought we were kind of a couple and then I happened to go to her house, had a little surprise gift for her and I saw through the window that she was having sex with somebody else. So I was just totally livid and let her know that I was livid. And so we went our different ways. And then many years later, she shows up, calls me, and She had found a different path where she was going with her life and just called to apologize for her behavior and what she did to me and how it was inappropriate. And her and I have remained friends since then. I was like totally taken aback. She came up. She lives down in the Portland area. She came up one day. We met for coffee and got to see pictures of her new husband. And then over the years, every year, She sends me Christmas cards with her husband and now her two kids, and they've gotten older. And we actually do business together. She's in the insurance business. So I have her handle all my insurance needs. So you can end up being friends with people. uh, And I'm sure he doesn't know that her and I had this fling many, many years ago, and he wasn't around at that time. So it was just odd that this last person that I was kind of dating for a month lied to me and, you know, uh, love bombed me breadcrumped me devalued me and then discarded me that all of a sudden out of the blue five months later she shows up and apologizes for her behavior but her behavior really hasn't changed too much best i can tell but then again i quit looking i'm not interested she continues to reveal herself but it, but i have to tell you it was kind of nice to have someone come back and say hey i'm sorry i treated you like shit I wish I hadn't have done that and in my head I'm thinking yeah I wish he hadn't have done it either because I was willing to put in the time the interest the efforts the financial resources to show that I found you special I, I like being with you even though it was the facade of who you really were but you know I'm just as eager as most people I want to show people that they mean something to me I value them and you know I'll spend time with people I'll put in the effort that's just how I am and, and if they can't see it, what am I? I can't can't make them see it. If they don't see it. They don't value it. D- down the road, I go anyway. Let's go back to this. So, so she too's had a couple of ex from the past, and of course, like she says, usually the biggest dating disasters that we encounter are the ones that come back. Yeah, and not all okay, cases. I've dated a lot of people. I have friends have laughed at me because it's, you know how many people have you dated? Well. I could put all the people I dated on a spreadsheet over these last 20 plus years, so maybe this is where the universe just wants me to sit still and not do anything because I've had more than my fair share of people I've dated, and I'm not a player, I just, I date, and then over time, we something happens. I don't like them, they don't like me, we go our separate ways for whatever the situation is. Ex-husband's getting in the way, kid's getting in the way, who knows. It's a laundry list of issues, and I find myself, you know, single. But she says she's got a couple of local men to her area because I guess she gets a lot of people that travel to Maine. I've never been there, so I don't really know what that's that's like. It's like a cottage town. It's a seashore town where people come to visit on vacation. But it sounds like it. But she's got a couple of local men that reach out to her, that are lonely, and she knows that because they always tell her what she wants to hear, how they miss her, how beautiful she is, blah blah blah. And we tend to get in that pattern, I think. We, we tend once we learn something about somebody, we can, and, and you know women have trained us on what to say as a man i remember a lady i dated many years ago on the phone and i think i've podcasted about this before too after about two months she says i love you oh that's nice well don't you have something to say well nice i appreciate that and she's like come on yeah i just told you i love you And I paused for a moment. I said, look, I I think that's fantastic that you got there as fast as you did. But you have to allow me to get there in my own time. And uh, unless you want me to tell you what you want to hear. If you want me to tell you I love you, whether I do or not, then I'll tell you if that's what you want. And, of course, she's like, well, no, I don't want you to just tell me just because. I said, well, that's kind of what you're saying. I said it, therefore you must say it. But I also remember, too, the first time her and I had sex, When I pulled her up close to me and I told her how hot she was, how sexy she looked. That just kind of, you know, lighted her right up. She wanted to get these words of affirmation. And at that time, I didn't really understand the five love languages. So over the time, brief time we were together, it was all about words of affirmation for her. Now looking back on it, just like the first lady I dated after I got divorced, she was kind of intense and she's a very strong person. Now looking back on it, she was looking for a man to lead. She didn't want to lead, but she was testing me every step of the way. Whether we're in public or private, having sex, she was testing me and asking me to do certain things. and. Over time, that's when she came out and said, I just can't trust you, meaning she couldn't trust that I could lead the relationship. So, you know, I've learned valuable lessons along the way. Will they work for the next person? Hell, I don't know. But I know I'm going to take more time to, to understand them. That doesn't mean I'm going to go slow. I mean, if I want to have sex with them and they want to have sex with me, I'm going to do that. But I want to learn, you know, what, what lights them up so I can appeal to that best I can. And try to be a good listener and support system for them, as I hope that they will be for me. I don't want people to text me or call me, and tell me what they think I want to hear. Forget it. She brings up a valid point here, too, is I agree. When I go out and meet someone, kind of how I rate where we're going is if I buy them a drink or a cup of coffee, they don't say thank you. They don't say thank you to the staff. I just, and I pause for a second. Okay, let's see how this is going to go, because I thank everybody for everything. I talk to to sales clerks if i'm at costco for gas if there's a an attendant running around, i'll talk to them i'll say hi to them that's just my nature i don't want them to think i value them less because i don't just because i work 15 hours a day seven days a week therefore i make a, a lot of money doesn't mean that i'm any better than the next person so why treat them like less but she goes on to say When I date someone and they don't ask anything about me, that's a red flag. Well, no shit. I mean, if they're not asking questions about you, and of course you don't want it to be like an interview, but there's certain ways you can ask questions about someone to show that you're interested in them. And if you don't ask anything, then you're, I think, and I agree with her, that you're not interested in me. You're just there for the free drink or free dinner or somebody to keep you company, but you're not really interested in me and who I am or what my story is. So I think that's a huge, huge red flag. And I really appreciate her comments here. My last podcast, I talked about, baby, it's cold outside. And I have to laugh because I go around, it's been cold here in the Seattle area. And I was with my grandkids again last week, and I'm kind of singing the song to myself a little bit where you can hear, Baby, It's Cold Outside. <laughs> and my granddaughter, who's six, starts singing the song with me, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And yet, I agree with what she says in here. I mean, that that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, is written 80 years ago. And if you haven't heard my podcast before, it was written by a married couple. And the joke at the time was, hey, what did you put in my drink? Now, today, people actually do that kind of stuff. A Mickey and their drink or what have you. People are trying to call that a song about rape. To me, it was more of a communication of two people talking, the guy trying to convince the lady to spend the night. I've had I've had calls and situations like that where I remember one lady years ago in Seattle, she it, it asked me to help her move. I did. she goes go, here, let me make dinner. I make dinner and everything else. And she makes dinner, and we're in there chatting, and... And having a good time. She oh, I gotta take my dog out for a walk. Okay, so we go out and do a walk thing in downtown Seattle, and it's getting to be about ten to thirty at night. And she's like, "What plans you got tomorrow?" I said, "Oh, I got my breakfast meeting and I have to be at six o'clock in the morning, so I'm gonna have to get going now." She was really, you can't just cancel that meeting in the morning. No, I don't. I don't think I should. I, I'm actually I I am see the meeting. Well, it's a shame that you have to go so early. You know. You know, so we're having this conversation. I didn't spend the night. Of course, that's the last time I heard from her because she didn't want to talk to me anymore. I guess, you know, she was scorned that I kind of pushed her off. I was just trying to get to a meeting the next morning, and I wasn't really sure she, you know, what she really wanted. I mean, she wasn't all that flirtatious with me, and I'm not going to push myself onto somebody. So I thought, uh, now looking back, I, I can clearly see that, you know i lost opportunity to at least have some fun for that evening which is too bad but she made a a, an interesting comparison here where she says and this is one of my all-time favorite movies i didn't watch it this year but i typically watch it every christmas i remember my son growing up he'd say god we have to watch that movie all the time and it's it's a wonderful life and i like the movie because it tells me that you know whenever we have challenges in our life and i found myself in in this case in 2012 and what do we do we tend to be like george bailey we don't tell anyone we f- we hold it in we try to fix it ourselves, especially if you're a man and once the word got out that george bailey needed help what had happened friends family in the village came to help him and i think that's what we're all here for is to help people in trouble within our own means once we know that they need our help but the thing that she said in this in her email to us is that when George is in this uh, Mary's living room and the mother is listening into the conversation, and then she yells down the stairs because she doesn't want Mary to be around George. He and Mary yells up to the mom. He is making mad passionate love to me, and she's right. I haven't heard anyone call Mary a whore or a slut because she's down there telling mom that he's you know taking advantage of her. You know, we did pick and choose our battles or the things, and I just, you know, I'm fed up with this cancel culture thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we can all be more respectful. I wish the left, the progressives, would be more respectful and at least be open to hearing someone's thought process and ideas instead of spewing feelings all the time without facts. That just drives me nuts. It's absolutely crazy what we're trying to do to people. And another valid point. I hadn't really thought of it. You know, during the holidays, I like to watch Christmas movies. You know, I like the movies Serendipity. I believe in Serendipity. You know, we meet people for a reason. They're either there for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And we can learn much about ourselves and other people. But the Serendipity movie, you know, it would, and I've kind of chased that dream in my head many, many times. And and I kind of approach each person, not on the first, Coffee first meeting, or but if we start seeing each other, then I start thinking about how we met, how what we're supposed to do, and I think that's all part of that serendipity. But on the Christmas songs or Disney movies, why are all the the Disney parents single, or the kids orphans, where they've been they've gone through a divorce, or they're going back to their exes in the hometown, they're forgetting about who they're engaged to? It's always these. Relationship stories that have gone sideways, one way or the other. No one calls those out, but boy, baby, it's cold outside. about rape, and yet these rap songs, about killing cops, about raping women, beating women, taking dope. I mean, are you, you you're kidding me? No one says anything about that. It's it's absolutely nuts now she goes on to share more about how she's been texting this one gentleman and i keep kidding her on our emails because i've been emailing her back and forth about she seems to be based upon these emails i give her very very active in dating but i guess she's not but then again you know if i date some, uh, get a date once or twice a month i think i'm very active she might be dating on a weekly basis i don't know but sure sounds like it but anyway this guy says there i wish i could just commit." But after being married twice, I just cannot do it. And that's too bad that he's put that mental block there because maybe better things are coming. He goes on to say, I hope that feeling changes because you are the perfect woman. I hope that my, my, my feelings change because you are the perfect woman for me. You're beautiful, and not just on the outside, but the inside as well. You mean what you say and say what you mean, but in a way that shows how much you truly care. Goes back to what I said in my last podcast when my mom wanted me to marry this one lady, and my first reaction to it was, you know, mom, all that glitters is not gold. You know, ugly, ugly is all the way to the bone. You might be gorgeous, handsome, but boy, if you treat people like crap, no, you're you're an awful person. You're an ugly person, in my opinion. She says that that was like the best Christmas gift she ever got, and I would agree. you treat people the way you want to treat yourselves. And sadly, I've heard this saying a long, long, long time ago, and I believe it to be true, because I think people do this for me too, and they mistake my kindness for weakness. And then when I stand up to them, they think she's a bitch, they think I'm an asshole. But I'm okay with that. I always kid about the story. I tell about some young kid was in the office, and I happened to be out by the fax machine, and he says hey can you help me with this fax machine and i'm thinking oh my gosh i haven't got time for this this is why we got managers to handle that And i'm like yeah i can help you with that well i also need help on this copier can you help me with that all right fine and then one machine led to another finally he says "Well, i really appreciate all the help what's your name i looked at him and said here in the office yeah here in the office i said here in the office they call me an asshole his eyes got really big looked at me and then i looked at him and i said but you know what i'm okay with that and i'm not i'm not gonna be a brown noser i'll be nice i'll be kind i take care of the support staff i'm nice to them i treat them to things on their birthdays and on the holidays whereas other people don't but you tread on me i'll give you a fair warning as someone once said to someone else don't poke the bear yeah because if you poke me too hard Or you poke me too often. I'm going to turn around and tell you probably what you don't want to hear. But what I'm going to tell you is going to be the flat out truth. Don't do that. I'm nice to you. You be nice to me. If you don't want to be nice to me, all right. The gloves are off. I'm coming. And I'm going to land on you with both feet. Enough. I'm tired of it. Let's see what else I've got here. Uh, I've I've highlighted a few things on here. (laughs) I had to chuckle this one thing that she had in her email. I'm kind of much the same way. You know, it's amazing how much her and I, I've never met her. Never talked to her. We just just emailing back and forth. I don't know what her background is or my background, but I'm sure we've all, both of us, have got two different ways of looking at life. But here we are thinking a lot alike. Because she ends her email here. She was chatting with this one guy, and he texted her and said, do you have any resolutions or goals for 2022? She said she had to hold back because what she wanted to say was, yeah, getting laid in 2022 is number one on my list but she thought it might be a bit much i don't know maybe maybe that we should have that on our list because <laughs> that's my goal too oh but uh, she says i know it sounds like i'm a busy girl but the struggle and this is the same here on my Am. This really is a struggle, and I'm sure it is for you too, is getting people from texting and emails to a face-to-face meeting. She and I think a light on this for sure. We don't need a pin pal. We want to get laid. <laughs> and I don't want to pay to get laid. And I hope my sex is good. You know, Whatever whatever my partner wants, hey, I, I'll jump in. Eager, eager to please. So I'm gonna have to change my goals and aspirations for 2022 and put that one at the top of my list. I just want to get laid, and I don't want to pay for it. I guess I'm too cheap to actually pay $391 for two play sessions. I'm beyond that in my age. I think I really need a, a connection, a mental, emotional. I gotta like somebody. I gotta find them attractive. Like one friend once said to me, "Go out, and meet people, date them." Although it's been challenging with COVID, or they know the new Omicron. The next one's going to be super supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, I guess. I don't know what the next variant's going to be. But he said, you'll know uh, when you're going to really connect with someone. And this is from a man, so I don't know how it works for a woman. But keep dating until you find somebody that makes your dick hard. I like that idea. You know, it's like I read a thing one time that uh, some woman posted it and said, A woman's job (coughs) is not to make a man's life hard, but to make his dick hard. And a man's job isn't to make her eyes wet by crying, it's to make her pussy wet. And that's at the basis of being nice to people, being kind to people. Get excited about somebody. To where, you know, it's amazing, I've shared this story many times before, I'm sure each and every one of you have got some friend or friend's that have met someone and out of the gate they're saying no they're not the one they're not the one they're not the one and then they go out a couple more times and you look at them and you say yeah wow, how could they possibly be a couple but they are and they're and and they're having a great relationship and we're scratching our head so there's lots of of opportunities for that out there Uh, maybe we just need to approach it differently I don't know with that I do wish each and every one of you a great new year I would strongly encourage you to put together your goals and aspirations whether it's be financially, physically mentally, emotionally relationship wise I even took time this time to really spell out in my goals and aspirations what my partner looks like to me. Physical attributes mental attributes emotional, sexually I mean I just listed it out And I got a picture, a couple of pictures of how I see that person. And I think one of the things I'm really going to work on this year is I'm going to level up. You should level up. Let's all sign a pact saying we're not going to keep putting up with this bullshit that we get from everybody. Let's level up and find someone that is our equal on all of those things I just discussed about. Their financial foundation, their emotional foundation, their mental foundation, that they're ready for a good, healthy dating relationship if you're looking for a relationship. Now, if you're looking to just get laid, yeah, who cares about all that? We've got to find ways to go meet people and hopefully connect with them with the COVID restrictions to get laid. There's Those of you out there, I know, listening to my podcast, yeah, screw that guy. I don't want to get in a relationship. I just want to get laid. Great. You know, I am probably got... Do that too, but I but down deep below, I'd like to find a partner. You know, most of you, may, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the age grouping is. I don't get those demographics. Of whether the most of my listeners are thirty or forty years old, but I'm in my sixties, and if I'm lucky, I'll live to be in my late eighties. But if, I may not, so I only have like fifteen summers left, and I'm probably not going to be podcasting in my eighties. So I'd like to find somebody that I can be excited about that I can go home and at least know that I'm going to get laid once a week. Then I'll meet that goal for 2022. Anyway, love to hear from you. Feel free to email me. A shout-out to uh, my friend here in the Seattle area. I appreciate you and your contributions to my podcast. And certainly a big shout-out to my lady friend in Maine. Maybe as uh, the airlines get their act together and we start open up traveling more and I feel comfortable in knowing that if I fly somewhere, I can get home in a reasonable amount of time, I might find my way to Maine. I can go meet this lady in Maine. And not just to get late. But then again, you know, I could be open to the possibilities. But it'd be kind of cool to go to Maine. Never been there. It'd be kind of cool to have a tour guide. And it'd be kind of fun to, to meet another listener for sure. With that said, this is Dating funnies email me at d-a-t-i-n-g-f-u-n-n-i-e-s at gmail.com have a great week or two I know I've got another Talkify matchmaking phone call this week so I'll have to podcast about that I still get a chuckle because they reach out to me, we have these interviews they tell me I'd be great for their client and then I never hear from them again, but I still go through the exercise, who knows what might happen Take care. Thanks for listening.